BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Another gun battle between police and the man accused of shooting a Granite City police officer. What happened when police found him after he got away the first time? And is arson a problem in St. Louis? The investigation into the rising number of warehouse fires downtown. A Missouri agency wants to buy and renovate the old shoe factory in Jefferson City, but it will cost several million dollars. How much it could cost you, the taxpayer. And taking action on the SIU Edwardsville's campus today, why union workers are planning to protest. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back on this Thursday, February 8th. You are watching The Power of Two at 6 a.m. I'm John Perksborn. I'm Blair Lede. Good morning to you all. Thank you so much for waking up with us. We're starting out with a look at our roof camera in Maryland Heights, and we're going to get a check of your forecast for you on this Friday Eve. Meteorologist Angela Huddy on the Lakeside Renovation and Design Weather Deck. Hey, Angela. Hey there, Blair and John. Good morning, everybody. Warm today, yes, certainly for sure, but also quite windy. And that's going to be our main weather kind of feature here on our Thursday. Rain chances have dialed back. Uh, just a very spot sprinkle possible out of some clouds today. But the focus will be on the winds. And if you look behind me, you can see my decorations are kind of blowing around already this morning. So right now we're in the mid to upper 40s, even low 50s. So out the door to the bus stop this morning, chilly, yes, but certainly not cold. We'll be all the way up to 65 this afternoon, but by late morning, lunchtime and beyond, we are looking at wind gusts 35 to 40 miles per hour. So much more on those winds, how long they stick around, and a return to winter over the weekend coming up in just a couple of minutes. Callista? All right, drivers. Well, for my Illinois drivers heading over the Mississippi, things look good over Poplar. That's going to stick around as you take 64 moving through the city. Look at 15th Street right now. Where I am starting to see that slowdown, though, it's going to be on Manchester. Now, what's not going to help with this later today, uh, we have an eastbound and a westbound lane closure right near Van Aventer. Uh, so certainly going to continue to slow you down. Now, should you be taking Manchester through the city? This already going on. Keep in mind, we have two eastbound and westbound lane closures from the 270 off-ramp all the way to Tally Drive. Uh, this lasting until early tomorrow morning. Once you hop on 270, a look at Manchester right now. Certainly things starting to pick up in that northbound direction. Back to you guys. Thank you, Callista. 601 is your time right now. Well, the man wanted for shooting a Granite City police officer is killed after a chase and a shootout with police near Cape Girardeau. That's the power of two is Chris Renier live in Granite City with what we are learning this morning. Chris. Blair and John, good morning to both of you. This was a violent and dramatic end to this intense search for Donald Freeze. We are just outside of the Grand City Police Department this morning. Authorities here not commenting just yet on how the search for Freeze ended, but surely they are relieved that Donald Freeze is no longer at large. This whole episode started Tuesday night around 10 o'clock when Granite City Police responded to a disturbance call at 25th and Delmar here in Granite City. There, officers encountered Freeze. The Granite City Police Chief says a scuffle started and Freeze shot at the officers, striking one of them in the arm. Granite City Police returned fire, hitting Freeze, but he was able to get away. The Granite City officer who was shot was treated and released from the hospital. A massive manhunt then started 
for Freeze. Last night about 8.40, authorities tell us law officers spotted Freeze in East Cape Girardeau, Illinois, on Route 146, and a chase began. Investigators say Freeze tried to maneuver his vehicle through a field there in East Cape Girardeau, but got stuck. Illinois State Police tell us Freeze barricaded himself in his vehicle, then showed a black long gun and fired at law officers. Multiple officers returned fire, killing Freeze. No law officers were hurt. Donald Freeze was a convicted felon. He was sentenced to 12 years in prison for second-degree murder in connection with a deadly high-speed crash back in 2013 that killed an 18-year-old girl. But Freeze was released in late 2020. Then this past August, Freeze was charged with aggravated fleeing. However, he was released from jail in December pending the outcome of that case. A judge had told Freeze that he was not allowed to have a gun during a recent pretrial hearing. We will see what kind of reaction comes in on this case and its dramatic ending as today unfolds. For now, live in Granite City, I'm Chris Renier. Thank you so much, Chris. It is 604 right now. Well, a lot of warehouse fires happening within blocks of one another are causing some concerns. Yes, they are. And Fox News' Andy Banker has confirmed that the Federal Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives is now taking a look into the matter. After four days, the flames are finally out, demolition is underway, and the enormity of the loss is settling in, as is the possibility that this fire was no accident. Obviously, that is an enormous concern, and I'm, I'm really uh, encouraged to hear that the ATF and other folks are, are really digging into this, uh, because if that's the case, we need to find the responsible parties and hold them accountable and prevent them from doing this to yet another uh, one of our buildings. An ATF investigator has been to the scene at 2nd and O'Fallon near the riverfront just north of downtown. There have been at least three other large warehouse fires within a few blocks of here in just a little more than 15 months. Fire destroyed a warehouse at 7th and O'Fallon in May. It was considered suspicious. It just took off too fast. This warehouse burned to the ground at Florida and Collins seven months earlier, just hours after this one a couple of blocks away at 1st and O'Fallon. Thought at the time to have possibly been started by vagrants, the remnants of this fire are what you see now on the left of your screen. On the right is what remains of the warehouse that just burned. And records show the two destroyed buildings are owned by the same developer, with this larger one purchased for $2.4 million in 2007, it was seen as a focal point for future North Riverfront development. That building in particular was enormous. It was a full city block and it represented, I think, the biggest and most structurally sound of those historic warehouses in the district. We should be uh, investing in this part of our city rather than letting it burn up. An ATF spokeswoman tells me the agency became involved after a tip to Crime Stoppers about how the latest fire started. We should know within a week or two whether there will be a full-on federal investigation and a reward offered. Andy Banker, Fox 2 News. All right, Andy. Like an old shoe, Missouri's capital, Jefferson City, is trying to uh, look into trying on some new government facilities. Post-Dispatch reports the Missouri Department of Natural Resources says it's buying an abandoned shoe factory near its headquarters in order to house 400 of the workers there. It'll cost taxpayers $1.5 million, but it also needs an estimated $25 million in renovation. 
The MDNR says the move will bring an end to more than $822,000 in annual leased office payments. A public hearing for the purchase is set for next month. Well, people in Albers, Illinois, are looking over damage from Tuesday's mine subsidence issues. This is new damage. The mayor says the subsidence is causing buckling on a busy highway. He also says about a dozen homes have damage to brick walls and large cracks in their foundations. The mayor says subsidence from the mines is a growing concern with no clear solution. It's getting pretty frustrating to uh, we have a very nice town. We have a a very good school system. We have a very, a very clean town, neat homes, a beautiful park system, and every, we, we have people who are now scared and concerned about what the future holds for Albers, Illinois. IDOT crews have made repairs to the highway and they are continuing to monitor the area for any new issues. Well, union workers at SIU Edwardsville, they're planning a day of action today. They're upset about low wages and staffing shortages. They've been working with no contracts since their old deal expired in June 2022. The head of the Illinois AFL-CIO will talk to the university's board of trustees today. Tonight, union workers are planning a rally outside of a gala fundraiser for the school at the Chase Park Plaza Hotel. Meanwhile, descendants of slaves who built St. Louis University want compensation from the school. Missouri State Senator Carla May and others will unveil a new report and spell out the monetary value of the slave labor used between 1823 and 1865. They say they want SLU to return the wealth the school received from stolen labor. Somebody with a business idea could win some money. Greater St. Louis Incorporated is going to host the final pitch competition of the Diverse Business Accelerator. This is an initiative that supports diverse business owners looking to advance their enterprise, their idea. After hearing pitches, a panel of business professionals will vote on the winner who will receive a $25,000 prize. Audience members will also select a People's Choice Award winner who will win $5,000.